Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And the cars of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, I wish I could tell you what the weather was, but I don't have it in front of me. Well, let me tell you what it's going to be, sure. Steve. There's some light snow this morning, but it's going to clear. In fact, uh, it'll all be over by like 8 o'clock. But then clear this afternoon, a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny, a high of 34. 32 degrees right now in Springfield. We got uh, we got a hell of a show today. Uh, yeah, Laura Korn. Laura Korn. The oh, author of 101 Nights of Great Sex. I went home. I did uh, 50 and a half of these last night by myself. I don't think you're supposed to do that. Well, I pretended I was her, and I did for her eyes only. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, that must have been very eye-opening. Well, I got to the uh, the part with the uh, the, the asphyxiation uh, thing where you put a necktie around yourself, and I was like, well, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk to her all about that later on today. And there's some other stuff today, too. Yeah. I mean, that's not the only thing. No, we got stuff. 535 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553 in Queen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Going to be seeing some uh, light snow showers this morning, then clearing by this afternoon with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 34. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, just just uh, go right into it. I'm a, it's just muscle memory. I'm uh, I'm expecting you to say something before I do this, and then you don't say it, and then I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I probably should have said something before I didn't say it. Well, here you go. Okay. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Oh, man. Shirley is gone. Gone. For good. Now, do you think, because uh, Penny Marshall's gone too, right? Uh, Yeah, Penny died in 2018. That's what I thought. <clears throat> you think the two of them are like on some like uh, brewery line up in heaven? Putting a little uh, glove on a bottle. As yeah, a, right. Uh, wise way and waving at it. They could be. Uh, I hate to ruin the rest of your week. But it is my duty to report to you that you now live in a world without Laverne or Shirley. Cindy Williams died last Wednesday, and we're just hearing about it today. It was Wednesday? Last Wednesday. We're a little, uh, we're a little slow in the news, don't uh-huh. you think? After what her family calls a brief illness, she was 75. Her kids announced her death yesterday. Well, they didn't announce it until yesterday. Yeah, I see. Uh, Cindy and Penny were a writing team working for Francis Ford Coppola for $30 a day when they were tapped to play a pair of fast girls who double date with Fonzie and Richie on a 1975 episode of Happy Days. Their characters were popular enough to get a spinoff, and Laverne and Shirley debuted at number one in 1976. It would last eight seasons, but a contract dispute resulted in Cindy's Shirley being written out of the final season. Penny died in 2018. You know, um... They had one season without her? I think I was off the show by then. Yeah. But uh, spent many years uh, enjoying the hell out of it. You know that when they debuted at number one? Yeah. That was almost unheard of at the time. Yeah. That a show, a spinoff, would debut at number one. A spinoff with two women. 
would debut at number one. Especially with two women. Yeah. Because back then, that just didn't happen. Uh, before Laverne and Shirley, Cindy starred in two movies that would be nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars, George Lucas's American Graffiti in 1973 and Coppola's The Conversation in 1974. I never saw that one. I don't think I have either. Mm. Uh, Cindy was married to entertainer Bill Hudson from 1982 to 2000. They had two children. Bill was previously married to Goldie Hawn, and he's the father of uh, her kids, Kate and Oliver Hudson. I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's uh, something. I do, thought. Uh, do you re, do you remember, or are you too young to remember the Hudson brothers? I'm Bill, too young. Bill, Mark, and Brett Hudson. Yeah, no, I am too young for that. And I thought Kurt Russell was Kate Hudson's dad. No. Do not believe that's the case. Because they've been together for a long, long time, right? Yes, but the reason her last name is Hudson uh, is because her father was a Hudson. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley's cause of death has not been announced yet because toxicology tests are pending. When you have to take all of them. Yeah, I know. But it, it sounds like, from what I understand, uh, part of it was opioids. Yeah. And she had lost like 40 pounds in a matter of like a month. Yeah, she was on an extreme weight loss regimen because she wanted to look good when she celebrated the movie Elvis at the various awards ceremonies. She had reportedly lost 40 to 50 pounds in a six-week period. Sources say the morning she died, she was suffering from abdominal pain. Well, her father, didn't her father die of uh, constipation from from uh, opioid, too many opioids? Isn't that what Elvis died he was, of? He was eating, chowing down on a lot of pills. Right, and a lot and of a peanut butter chicken. and jelly sandwiches. And fried chicken, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you know, that's... yeah. This, this just because, you know, with all the people who said, uh, well, you know, uh, she probably had a heart stoppage due to the vaccine. Oh, and then, God. And then you realize, well, yes, but if she hadn't had uh, oxycodones for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for six weeks... Maybe she would still be here today. If she didn't have like a candy dish full of Vicodin. Like a mint dish. Yeah, right. At a restaurant. Right. Ooh, look. After Ooh. after dinner, Vicodin. Ooh, hydrocodones. Mmm, my favorites. They're quite refreshing. They are refreshing. Uh, let's see. Ron Jeremy was recently declared mentally unfit to face the dozens of sex abuse and rape charges against him due to dementia. And it sounds like he's pretty far gone. According to the not always reliable British tabloids, Ron is living at a psychiatric hospital where he believes he's shooting a porno flick with the nurses there. Oh, God. Ron's longtime friend Heidi Fleiss says the evidence of Ron's condition has been apparent for several years now. At the same time, she thinks it's a good thing he doesn't understand what's going on because he's innocent. You know, um, having seen this guy mm. face to face, I have to tell you, I can't imagine that anybody would voluntarily have sex with him. Uh, quote, in a way, I'm glad he has dementia. He doesn't have to accept the reality of this unfair thing that has happened to him. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad to hear that in his mind he thinks he's back on the set and he's not absorbing what they've done to him. Yeah, that's the heartwarming part of this, isn't it? Yeah. You know, uh, Junior Soprano uh, suffered dementia, too. That didn't negate all the bad things that he did in his life. No, in fact, he was responsible for the death of hundreds of people yeah. in his fictionalized life. But uh, <clears throat> it's hard to separate the art from the artist in this situation. 
Uh, Rupert Grint suffered uh, kidney stones last September while filming Servant for Apple TV+. He said it was one of the worst things he's ever experienced. During an interview with British GQ, he said, quote, They had to put a stent in my urethra. I was weeing blood for five days. I live in fear that it will happen again. Had a problem with this magic wand, huh? No Hogwarts going on down there. That's what the problem is. You know? Oh, I hear you. His co-star, uh, Nell Tiger Free, thinks uh, it was caused by drinking leafy kale juices. She said, quote, What I love about him is, uh, it, is if it says in the script, he drinks a pint of something, Rupert will drink the full thing in every single take. Apparently, the uh, surplus of those greens in your body can cause kidney stones. Well, then stop doing that. Yeah. it's You don't have to be drinking so much kale. He was also uh, interviewed uh, over the weekend, and I saw a quote from him saying, like, everybody expected the cast of that film to become drug addicts and, you know, have a bunch of problems. Right. And uh, now the media is upset because they didn't. <laughs> and all they have yeah. to show for it is a bad case of kidney stones. And uh, Kim Kardashian went into full mama bear mode against the paparazzi for bothering her and her kids yesterday about Kanye. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I went into mama bear mode was when I tried three different versions of Ray J's pelvic porridge, and the last one was just That's right. right. <laughs> In that sex tape, he converted on your form for thirty nine ninety five. And uh, Caitlin? It wasn't Goldilocks, though. No, I, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but there was man fat leeching from my veiny quim prod, and uh, oh, she was Jesus. wetter than an English summer. Oh, my God. Jesus. I stuffed a clunge pool with the antique doorknob. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that stench trench is going to stink for days. She is going to have ants. <laughs> Yes, she probably will. I think they're called crotch crickets, to tell you the truth. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you can imagine, when an employer is forced to make difficult and disruptive personnel decisions, everybody wants to know why. It leaves everybody loaded with a bunch of questions most of which cannot be answered because the questions aren't all that simple. That leaves everybody questioning the questions by demanding answers to questions that no one can really answer. And from personal experience, I cannot begin to tell you how aggravating that is. For example, let's take a look at the New England Patriots. A year ago, the Patriots needed an offensive coordinator when Josh McDaniels left to become the head coach of the Raiders. When Josh McDaniels left the Patriots back in 2009 to replace Mike Shanahan as the coach of the Denver Broncos, the Patriots hired Bill O'Brien. When Josh McDaniels left a second time, they brought back Joe Judge and Matt Patricia to jointly run the Patriots' ineffective offense into the ground. But because that didn't work out so well, they've now brought Bill O'Brien back to Foxborough to coordinate the Patriots properly. This then would beg the question, well, why didn't they just bring Bill O'Brien back in the first place? According to a report in Sports Illustrated, the Patriots chose to not bring Bill O'Brien back because apparently Bill Belichick was afraid that if O'Brien worked out, he would have been hired away by another team, leaving the Patriots to have to replace an offensive coordinator two years in a row. Is it true? 
I don't know. I haven't paid attention to Sports Illustrated since my chin-activated football phone that came with my subscription fell apart in 1989. All I can tell you is if Bill Belichick really feared having to replace an offensive coordinator in back-to-back seasons, that wouldn't have been nearly as scary as watching the Patriots with a live football in their hands. Listen, there are lots of things that should scare you. Clowns, quicksand, bear traps, avalanches. But to be scared to hire somebody because they might be good at their job, that doesn't make any sense. And frankly, I'm not buying it. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Drill bits and saw blades, five bucks off. The bits and blades sales going on at Rocky's right now. Drill bits and saw blades that would normally cost you 20 to 35 bucks, now five bucks off. Instant savings with your Ace Rewards card at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 613 and the Black Crows. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be a little bit of a snow shower this morning, but nothing uh, to worry about. It's all going to clear up by this afternoon and a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 34. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Are your palms itching? Get itchy um, palms? No, not not uh, not Are really. Are you sure? No, no, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I don't have itchy palms. Why? Do you know what today is? Uh, Tuesday? Yes, but do you also know what today is? Uh, two for Tuesday. In-person sports betting begins today in Massachusetts at the State Street Casino. I had to yell that very loudly. No, I understand uh, the importance of doing that. Anyone uh, 21 years of age or older will be able to walk into the sports book at the state's casinos and lay their dollars on the line for a variety of sports and competitions. You know, I was at MGM on Friday, yeah, and they had all the uh, the sports gaming kiosks oh, yeah. in place, mm-hmm. and you couldn't use them, and they, they all look like ATM machines, yeah, frankly, yeah. Uh, which is one of the reasons why none of them were spitting money out at me. But um, nevertheless... If if you've got an itch, if you've got a, a notion to go uh, doing some yeah. uh, gaming, sports gaming, today uh, is the day. I'm really getting into this because uh, I'm going to be doing the commercials for MGM. Yeah. And so, you know, now I've had to obviously study uh, a little bit about sports betting. And uh, I'm learning. What did you, uh, well, what did you learn? Well, you have to, like, uh, like learn the the terms like parlay yeah uh that's when you like take your initial winnings and then turn it into a better amount you know what i mean like if you had like a a good win yeah and you use that money to pay it to bet something else again mm-hmm. i'm learning slowly you know this is one of the reasons and this is a uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say uh this is one of the reasons i don't do a lot of sports gambling yeah is I don't really know. That's the hardest part about it. Jack squat about it. Yeah, it's the hardest part of learning like the inner workings because there's so many different ways yeah. that you can bet. They have all these like little prop bets that you can do too. See, this is this is uh, this is why. And here's the thing: I haven't done so. I, I've I've been to casinos before mm-hmm. uh, in like Las Vegas where the sports books are, are at. And uh, there's a part of me that was always intimidated to participate because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You know, I don't I I mean, I could tell you who I think is going to win a game or, you know, who's going to perform better one game to the next. But I don't, I don't know the language. It's like a whole 
It's like having to, it's like I need a Rosetta Stone or a Berlitz program to help me learn the new language. Give me a sawbuck on Captain Nemo in the third. I don't even know what that means. Uh, sawbuck is an old-fashioned slang term for a $10 bill. Ah, okay. So there you go. Good to know. Uh, the phrase reportedly reflects the fact that the Roman numeral X, which resembles a wooden sawbuck, was traditionally used on U.S. banknotes of $10 to denote the number 10. Mm. So there you go. Okay. That's the sawbuck. Okay. Uh, yesterday, the Mass Gaming Commission approved certificates for operation for MGM Springfield, Encore Boston Harbor, and Plain Ridge Park Casino to be beginning accepting bets. Massachusetts will become the 33rd state to get into the action of legal sports betting. Man. Yeah, I'm glad we're jumping on these things so quickly. Well, you know, the thing is, uh, you know, in the good old days, you could bet you could bet on anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you really could. I mean, if you really want to bet on the Super Bowl, yeah, you could. But in the olden days, when uh, when that you could do that, you ran the risk of not only losing your shirt, but also a kneecap or two by some guy in a tracksuit and tire iron. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, those yeah. that that uh, that part of the gambling industry yeah. appears to now be moot you, you don't need to go to a guy with a tire iron and a track suit no you're just uh you're just waiting for wells fargo to show up to repossess your home after you've remortgaged it well is well isn't that the same <laughs> risk it's the <laughs> same uh wagers can be placed uh, in person can only be placed in person for now with mobile sports betting scheduled to commence in early march though no exact date has yet been given the Massachusetts retail betting launch will occur uh, just in time for the Super Bowl and March Madness uh, Tuesday. Maya Dom Dom will then make the first bet at MGM's. You mean the bet will make a Dom Dom is what's going to happen. <laughs> he'll uh, he'll make the first bet at MGM Springfield alongside Bruins Hall of Fame defenseman Ray Bork. Uh, Tuesday morning's program begins at 9.15 with betting beginning 10 a.m. Ray Bork is in town? Yeah. No kidding. How come uh, he didn't want to come on the show? Oh, that's a very good question. I would have been happy to talk. Would have been happy to talk to the mayor, too, but, you know, Ray Bork is Ray Bork. I taught Ray Bork everything he knows. Oh, really? Yes. Is that a fact? Yes. I was the first one to nail somebody to the boards, and then he did it after <laughs> I did it. Was it your suggestion that he leave the Bruins and go uh, win a, a Stanley Cup? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, really? Matter of fact, uh, I drove him there on the Zamboni. <laughs> I drove him right from Springfield all the way to Boston. All the way to, <laughs> all the way to Colorado. Well, yep. Well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, sports betting, uh, legal now in Massachusetts. Now, the timing is interesting because, you know, you're two weeks before the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which now gives everybody a chance to bone up. Yeah. You know, maybe do a little bit of research. Don't just go there and expect uh, to... You drop a fortune, although, I mean, you can if you know what you're doing, but if you're one of these people like me, a little intimidated by the process, a little bit of research would go probably a very long way to not losing your shirt. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna be doing uh, work on the app once that's up and running. Yeah, so I, can, I can tell you this. This is what I, what I do know. Mm-hmm. Don't always bet on your favorite teams to win right. because as all of us know, our favorite teams from time to time will do nothing but disappoint us. Well, what you do is you uh, you bet uh, whatever the good odds are. Yes. Best now, odds. It's less of a payout, but 
hey, at least it's a sh- it's more of a sure thing than it would be if you didn't. And if you were going to go on a on a bet that uh, with the odds were not in your favor, yeah, go small. Don't bet something big. No, put a buck down. But two bucks, five bucks. That, but but yeah. no more. Don't put like ten thousand dollars down on something that's probably not going to turn out in your favor. Right. Sure, the payout is great, but the likelihood of you yeah. winning is is uh, minuscule. I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to uh, learning all the different ways you can bet and different things you can bet on. I can't wait to like bet on something really stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I, I don't think that's going to take you very I'm long. I'm putting $5,000 on a coin toss or uh, yeah. you, you know what color jerseys the team's going to be wearing today. You seem like the kind of guy that would really focus in on the prop bets. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. I need to be the guy that needs to focus on the language. Because if we're going to have these kinds of discussions more often, I want to feel like I'm uh, I'm ready to go. Like, I could talk about a sub. Like, I could talk about the over-unders. I could talk about the money lines. I could talk about all that stuff. Right now, I could talk about it and not know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm trying to... Uh I'm trying to I'm trying to find different ways that you can um, you know understand it better. I'm looking at a couple of uh, your know, websites, you know, yeah. uh, you know, sports betting for dummies, uh, the beginner's guide to sports betting. Yeah. You know, these are all good things to uh, to know. I'll probably uh, dive right into this. Um I had this experience years ago where I ran into this man it was a it was a warm summer's evening. I was on a train, and it was going nowhere. Right? Uh huh. Yep. And I met up with this gambler. Now we were both too tired to sleep. Right. right? So we uh we took turns just staring out the window into the darkness, and then boredom finally overtook us. Uh huh. And he begins to speak, and he said, "Listen, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces." And uh, and knowing what their cards were by the way they held their eyes. Yeah. So if you don't mind me saying, <laughs> I can see you're out of aces over there. Now, for a little taste of that whiskey, I'll give you some advice. Oh, this should be All good. Right? This should be good. Yeah. So I handed him the bottle, right? Uh-huh. And then yeah, he drinks yeah. the rest of it like a pig. Yeah. Then he bums a cigarette. Does this guy come with nothing with him on the train? Oh, yeah, apparently not. And then he asked me for a light. He doesn't even have one of those. And then the night got deathly quiet, and his face loses all expression. And he says to me, if you're going to play the game, boy, you got to learn to play it right. Is this the point where he says to you that you got to know when to hold him? you got to know when to hold him, know when to walk away, and not to put money in a a kiosk for sports gambling. You never count your money when you're betting MGM on the app now, and you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. See? Yeah, I know. That was one hell of a guy I met. (laughs) Then he dies in the middle of the trip. Just as you were about to eat a box of chicken. Ah, the conductor just went into the dining car. Who's going to take care of him? It's 623 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Join the T-Birds as they host the Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 628 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, It is going to be a little bit of snow this morning, but then clearing by this afternoon and a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 34. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Sex expert Laura Korn will be joining us uh, later on this morning. The author of the book 101 Nights of Great Sex. She is retired. Hiring after 
30 years of pushing new editions of this book. And uh, we'll be talking to her today for the very last time. It's not the very last time. Yeah, it's probably going to be the last time. She's one of the, you know what? Motley Crue said they were retiring, going on their last tour 12 years ago. <laughs> and they went on six last tours uh, since then. All right. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Right, I'd love to have her back. That's for sure. How about a joke? Yes. Yeah. Uh, interesting. It's Bex and Nagel's Joke of the Day. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. On Rock 102. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Springfield's Classic Rock. All right, a man goes to the doctor to see about getting his uh, manhood enlarged, right? Okay. And the doctor says, yeah, we can do that. There's a new operation these days. We take the trunk of a baby elephant and then graft it onto you, and that, uh, that's what you use then. Use an elephant An trunk. elephant's trunk. Yeah. So the man goes, hell yeah, and he gets the operation. Six weeks later, after it's all healed, he goes on a date with a woman. And while sitting at the restaurant... Uh, suddenly, his uh, his new elephant trunk yeah. reaches up from under the table, grabs a roll, and disappears under the table with it. Right? <laughs> the man has a mortified look on his face, but his date was visibly impressed. Sure. Like, hey, now, that's amazing, she says. Can you do that again? He goes, well, I'd love to, but I don't think I can fit another roll up my butt. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, he was... Taking the, 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 the trunk was feeding oh, yeah, himself. No, I get that. Oh man, that was gross. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass news first alert. 6:34 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical. And plumbing at Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The suspect in a deadly shooting at the Holyoke Mall Saturday night has been identified as a 23-year-old Springfield resident. Kenneth Santana Rodriguez pled not guilty to charges of murder and assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. He's being held without bail. Santana Rodriguez is accused of shooting an innocent bystander during a fight around 7 p.m. at the mall on Saturdays. According to Hamden County DA's office, it happened at the Touch of Beauty Hair and Nail Salon within the mall. The victim is believed to have been helping Santana Rodriguez when another person walked into the salon. A confrontation between Santana Rodriguez and that person began, and the DA's office says it escalated quickly into a shooting. The victim was caught in the crossfire and died before he could be taken to the hospital. According to the DA's office, the victim has been identified as 33-year-old Trung Tran of West Springfield. You know, what's what's really upsetting about this, uh, other than the fact that an innocent person was killed, uh, between the gunfire of two idiots. Um, in the mugshot of this guy, he's smirking during the mugshot. Yeah. Yesterday he's in court. He's smirking again. He's blowing kisses to the back of the courtroom. I mean, this is clearly a wildly disrespectful individual, and I don't know if there could be enough punishment for this guy if and when he's convicted, because honestly, uh, considering what you were being accused of, mm-hmm. this guy is clearly showing no remorse, no humanity, no class, no dignity, none of those things. It's disgusting. Well, I mean, a kind of person who starts an altercation inside of a salon at a mall doesn't really say much about your character to begin with. No, but- I, I totally, <clears throat> I totally agree. But considering now you know that an innocent person has died, and here you are, you know, yeah. discounting the fact that your actions have killed an innocent human being. Again, it's disgusting. 
A uh, former Westfield firefighter was found out guilty Thursday by a jury in Hamden County Superior Court for enticing a minor. Defense attorney Jared Olinoff said that uh, Richard Paul of Southampton was found not guilty for one count of enticement of a minor. Paul was arrested in March of 21 after he was accused of messaging someone online whom he believed was under the age of 16 while he was at the Northside Fire Station at uh, 129 Southampton Road in Westfield. At the time of his arrest, Paul was placed on administration leave from the Westfield Fire Department. There's no other details about that story. No. This was the one where he, uh, they had emails that they published. Yeah. Where he was like thinking he was talking to a 13-year-old. And he said something to the effect of, oh, yeah, we can meet up as long as you pretend you're my daughter. I was like, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Just because you didn't get convicted doesn't necessarily mean you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's you're creepy. Uh, a woman has died after being found stabbed in Springfield early Sunday morning. According to the Springfield Police Department spokesman Ryan Walsh, around 1.50 a.m., officers were called to the area of che- 200 uh, block of Chestnut Street for a report of a stabbing victim. An adult woman was found in the parking lot uh, on the 100 block of Liberty Street. Police provided aid, and she was taken to Bay State Medical Center where she died from her injuries. The investigation is being conducted by the Springfield Homicide Unit and the Hamden DA's office. A violent weekend in Springfield. No kidding. Um, they actually addressed that. A weekend of violence here in western Massachusetts has left many in the area shaken up. And Monday night, 22 News heard from concerns for the local community. Between where two violent incidents, uh, Sunday in Springfield and the deadly shooting at the mall on Saturday, people are now trying to cope. A string of violent acts uh, struck two local cities over the weekend. This past Saturday evening, a deadly shooting. All, all this is is just repeated information yeah well i mean and what I, the two stories that i just read are right here i should have just read this one or just read the first paragraph because the next two we're going to repeat this the 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 first one yeah uh so yeah people are people are all bent out of shape hey you know what i don't blame them. no frankly i mean it's uh you know it's it's dangerous out there you're in a mall things are going on you're at a plaza in Liberty Street. Things are going on. Scary, uh, scary times, man. Scary times. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security says having an escape plan is crucial in the event of an active shooter situation. So make sure you're prepared next time uh, you hear gunshots go off or you see people running towards the old navy. When you, yeah, I was going to say when you're in a. When you're in a public place, like a, I mean, if you're in a, a school or an office building, I can understand having, you know, a plan in place yeah. to get out safely or to protect yourself. But if you're in a public spot that you're not there every day, like a shopping mall, you don't necessarily walk into a place and say, "Okay, what? How? How do I? Uh, how do I escape in case there's a an issue?" Well, uh, the Department of Homeland Security says uh, active shooter incidents are unpredictable and evolve quickly, so you must determine the most reasonable way to protect your own life. Wow. Who wrote these? Some genius. If there's an accessible escape path, they say to attempt to evacuate. Mm. They also say have an escape, escape route in mind or evacuate regardless of whether others agree to follow. How messed up is that? That this is now uh, the this suggested is, action. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. where no matter where you go, yeah. figure out how to get out. Uh, help others escape if possible. 
Leave your belongings behind. Well, not leaving my phone. That thing's like thirteen hundred bucks. Prevent I, individuals. I, I got everything in there too. Prevent individuals from entering an area where the active shooter may be, and do not attempt to move wounded people. And then call nine one one. This is a. This guy should be presenting six point plans for everybody. <laughs> I got a place for him to work. He's got it all worked out. Yeah, it's just. That's so, it's just normal stuff that you would normally do anyway. I guess because my, my my situational awareness is not very good. My wife and I were talking about this last night. Yeah. I've got terrible situational awareness. Like, I have no idea what's going on most of the time. And it's and even when something like a loud noise happens, it takes me a couple of minutes to go, what's going on? What was that? <laughs> What was that noise I just heard? This has happened multiple times. Well, let's, and I, I'm just going to throw a hypothetical because I'm not saying this actually happened or didn't happen, but this is just an example of something mm-hmm. that might possibly happen. Let's say you're at uh, a Walmart, mm-hmm. okay? And you remember the the the, uh, the website people of Walmart? Yeah. Yeah, then someone's like, you know, dressed freakishly or, you know, they just don't look normal, like somehow the genetic got mixed up with something awful let's just say that someone like that is in the walmart while we're there right my wife is so situationally aware that she would identify that person immediately and she'll say oh my god look at that but then she'll say don't look at that and i'm and meanwhile i'm looking like everywhere like what's going on and i have have no idea what's going on like literally right in front of me what what where and i'll even i'll even say it really loud who where where i guess i don't i don't even think about it even on like 9 11 i'm nowhere near this this event other than in in my parents house and my dad's telling me that a plane crashes into the world trade center and i go out and i'm watching this and then i see the other plane crash into the tower and and all i'm thinking to myself is Wow, there's some really bad air traffic controllers out there today. Like I, I don't put things like that together. Like I don't go, oh my god. Yeah, but I, I think that was such a horrific situation yeah. that I think a lot of people early on their immediate reaction was kind of that too. Yeah, it's like it didn't occur to anybody this was a terrorist action until plane number two came in. Then you say, oh, okay, right, this but is even something at, different. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Even after plane number two, I'm like, oh man, what's going on in the air traffic tower? Somebody's going to get fired today. (laughs) You're right, but uh, yeah, but I I don't think that's that was so unusual. Springfield Public Schools are looking to help reduce the growing amounts of litter in the city. The mayor and superintendent of schools are creating a new anti-litter curriculum. Is Dan Warwick going outside with a stick with a nail on the end of it? With a a vest on? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't think Dan Warwick would ever do something like that. He might. The uh, hope is to uh, reinforce in young minds that littering is wrong and teach them how to be good citizens who care for the environment. It's another step towards Springfield becoming a cleaner city with the amount of litter continuing to pile up. It isn't until we start to see it around the city that we realize that this is a conversation that needs to happen, said Latanya Monroe-Naylor of the Springfield Public School Committee uh, Vice Chairwoman. Uh, Springfield Mayor Dom Dom says, we got to get rid of that mentality that some people think it's okay, that somebody else is going to pick up your mess. Unless you want to create a bigger mess, you pick up your trash around me. That's what I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Listen, Dingbat, that Arizona iced tea don't belong here on the streets of Springfield.
that belongs in that trash receptacle right over there. <laughs> Why do I have the feeling that if Dom Sarno yeah. saw you littering in his city, yeah. the city of homes, he would walk right up to you and make you put that in its proper yeah, recycle. It'd be like, uh, what was it, uh, RoboCop 2, where, uh, you know, they made him nice. Yeah. You know, they, they made him, uh, like, he had to uphold every single law, and he uh, and he shoots bullets around the guy's head who's smoking a cigarette and says, thank you for not smoking. That would be Mayor <laughs> Donda. Thank you for not smoking, young man. Thank you. Thank you for not being a litter bug. You know, that stuff will do a hell of a, a, hell of a tar job on your lungs, you know. You don't want that. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, light snow showers this morning and then clearing with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 34. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. GG Inks. Screen- with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, snowy this morning, but then clearing uh, with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 34. It is 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Free Music Fridays are back at uh, MGM Springfield. Steve is going to be with the road crew this Friday from 7 to 9 at the Aria Ballroom at MGM. Johnny Six going to be playing, and it's going to be a great, great time. Cool room to see your show. It's this Friday, 7th night, the Aria Ballroom. That's upstairs uh, from, like, uh, on tap. Same floor as the uh, as the, the movie theater at MGM Springfield with Steve Nagel and the road crew on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Um, you know, we've heard a lot about retail theft over the last, uh, you know, six months or so, how, like, 2021 was, like, this 26% increase in a theft among retailers, yeah. which was costing about $100 billion. Well, Lowe's, uh, Lowe's Companies, Inc., has innovated and successfully tested a new system geared towards tackling organized retail crime in a frictionless and almost invisible manner. Uh, you know those RFID uh, chips that go on the side of tools? And yeah. if you take it out the door, it starts going off. Yeah. Well, now they have these things now where the RFID chip, it's a little bit more elaborate. It has the serial number of the tool that you are purchasing. Okay. And within that, it can make the tool inoperable if it is taken out of the store without being purchased. Really? Yeah. So if I bought, say, like uh, a skill saw. Yeah, and you didn't pay for it. You walked right out the door with it. I it, couldn't use it. It couldn't use it because by the time they figure out that you stole it and then they track it because uh, it needs to be registered before right. it's used. See, that's that's great for like power tools and equipment that you yeah. might buy there. But you know, if, if I'm walking out of there with a hammer, ain't nothing they're going to do to prevent me from uh, using that hammer effectively. Well, I guess not, but I think they're really protecting the high-end electronics that they sell, you know, right. like the high-end drills and the... And the uh, saws and, and air What about appliances? You think if I walked out of there with a fridge? I don't know if you could do that or not. See, that's a lot. A lot of those. A lot of those items are like you have to register this code online in yeah. order for this thing to work. But it's an interesting idea. If it works, I'd be. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw other kinds of retailers doing the very same thing. Yeah. So manufacturers have to go along with this too, because manufacturers will have to embed a wireless radio rfid chip uh into a power tool product so it's only like it's only a finite number of products they have this on because Mm. they haven't gotten all the manufacturers to agree to put these things in their tools but it's not a bad idea i mean what good is it going to be 
I mean, it, I mean, unless you're just like hocking these things out of a back of a truck, who's got time to plug it in to see if it works? You know what I mean? So you could be you could be hocking these things out of the back of the truck uh, before somebody gets at home and realizes, hey, this guy sold me a stolen uh, drill. Yeah, but everything is, but all that inventory is taken into account. Yeah, you know, as as it leaves, like the, uh, you know, as it leaves the warehouse, goes to the store. Gets, you know, checked into the store. I mean, mm-hmm. they would have those RFID, uh, they would have those codes on those things already, right? Well, yeah, but this is a specific one that yeah. would go along with the serial number and all that stuff. The RFID chips that they have, just in general, just go off when the when you take it out the magnet, when you go out through those little things in the front of the store. Wouldn't it be crazy if you could apply that to, like, all kinds of stuff? Like, remember when uh, Melvin Jones... Yeah. Stole like 30 pairs of uh, dungarees out of the Eastfield Mall. His pants were on the ground. His pants were on the ground. Looking, Looking like, like a fool, fool with his pants, pants on, on the ground. ground. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That. You imagine if they were like a like a device you could put on the pants, where if you if you tried to put them on, they were automatically two sizes too small. Like, yeah. Like for whatever reason, they were able to... Uh, like uh, you know, shorten the legs so they look like high waters. It'll be you know, you look like a dope wearing those things. Well, yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy if you could do that? Yeah, it would be great if you could do that. That would prevent me from stealing like a stack of thirty dungarees from uh, from uh, Macy's. Hey, if you steal these, we're gonna make these things look like jams. <laughs> How bad do you want to steal that? Remember jam shorts? I'm not ashamed yeah. to say I had a pair or I two had, myself. I had two. I had two also. I looked like I was a skater boy from Hawaii. I looked like a clown that puked on itself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but but Polynesian. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, 658 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Winter Storm Headquarters. Before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Listen. I'm not the sort of fella that's going to kick a guy when he's down. Not the sort of guy who's going to expose the open wound, throw salt at it, and spray it down with gallons of gin. Not the kind of guy who's going to openly mock those who are reeling from the agonizing realities of life and loss. I'm too good of a person. I'm way too kind-hearted. And as always, I try to conduct myself in a sensitive, mature, and empathetic way. However, if you're a fan of the San Francisco 49ers, better you than me. As many of you know, the 49ers were blown out on Sunday by the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC title game by a lopsided 31-7 ass-whooping on national TV. The result of which sent the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl, whereas you 49ers fans have been forced to endure the cold realities of unrelenting humiliation. Well, folks, I take no pleasure in informing you that it's only going to get worse because according to reports, third-string quarterback Brock Purdy, the kid that despite being picked dead last in the draft, the kid that took the Niners into the NFC title game with 12 straight wins, has been diagnosed with a torn UCL in his elbow, which, even without surgical intervention, comes with a strenuous six-month recovery period. If he chooses the surgical option, which is being recommended by the team, he will need Tommy John surgery, which could require an additional six months on top of that. So what does that mean exactly? It means that your team may have to live with your third-string quarterback's backup. Or they bring back Trey Lance, who's still recovering from a broken ankle. Or they re-sign for, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's also suffering from a broken foot. At least those two guys have a chance of playing. But the kid that nobody wanted until that 12-game winning streak? 
Yeah, well, he's not going to be available. Instead, you got two other guys who can barely walk. And again, I say this with all due respect, better you than me. Because I certainly wouldn't want to be you or Brock Purdy. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Maybe the best deal you'll ever get on a DeWalt Max Compact Drill Driver Impact Driver Kit. 150 bucks at Rockies. That's a hell of a deal. Usually 230, you're saving 80 bucks right off the top. You get the drill driver, impact driver, two batteries with charger, and a carrying bag, all for 150. It's available now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 709 and the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Snow showers moving out and then clearing this afternoon with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 34. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, I, uh, I told you the other day that uh, we were informed that uh, Laura Korn, the author of 101 Nights of Great Sex, mm-hmm. is uh, is retiring from... Your, her empire of sex, her sexy empire. She's, uh, she's, yeah. had, enough, she's had it up to here with uh, all the questions from uh, dumbass radio idiots like us and, uh, you know, always having to come up with new ideas for the book. It's got to be exhausting. Yeah, now she's just letting the cobwebs uh, collect in the basement. What <laughs> way of putting yeah, it. Right. She's on the phone with us right now. It's Laura Korn. Good morning, Laura. Rock 102. Oh, Laura. It's Bax and Steve. How are you? Hi, Steve. Oh, my God. I just think I got really, I just had to take a deep breath, and I think I got really sad. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Can I just stop you here for a second? Because I, I'm hearing this rumor that uh, after all this time, uh, you're retiring. That can't possibly be true. Is it true? Are you actually retiring? Well, I'm pivoting. Pivoting. I'm going to do, I'm pivoting a little pivot to a different thing. And uh, I'm curious, like if I give you three guesses, what do you think I'm going to do? Um, well, at your age, not sex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was telling Bax that. that wait, that, wait, wait. <laughs> How dare you? Wait a minute. What? Have you seen me lately? Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen you lately. You're, uh, you're, you're, doing, you're doing just fine. You, you don't look like anywhere near what you claim to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm kind of wondering why you're throwing in the towel. Yeah. The dirty towel. <laughs> I'm throwing it in for a bikini. Oh. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Laura, you, I mean, you're, you're, listen, you're maintaining... You do not like the t- you do not look like the typical you know, retiree that's going to get their tote bag from their AARP you know sixteen dollar <laughs> a year. Uh, yeah, that's not the kind of retire. But then you know, I but then I realized you know that uh, in, in getting ready for the interview today that I have been interviewing you for now twenty nine years. So I know. so in a sick and twisted way, I am going to hang my hat on the fact that. I was able to outlast Laura Corn, and I am feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, don't give him an ego like that. <laughs> no, but no. In all seriousness, what do you think I'm going to do? I am, you get three guesses, like three guesses. Radio. <laughs> I wish reverse I mortgages. Wish. <laughs> 
more like reverse doggy. Oh, uh, oh, oh you're oh. gonna sell stuff on eBay. Oh my god! <laughs> what would I sell? Toys. She's gonna sell toys. <laughs> well, you, you don't. You probably don't have any old copies of the books hanging out in your uh, garage anymore. You sold millions of them. I don't know. What are you gonna do? You know what? I am. This is a true story. I am really looking for a job in a bikini on the beach. <laughs> oh, you, you want to re- you, You're basically retiring to the beach, is what you're doing. I, I, I am, but I am looking at right now a paddleboard business in the marina. The marina here in, in near Santa Monica. That Wait. was going to be my next guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like, just like something about getting on a board. Like the paddleboard in the water or the ones where you spank somebody with? <laughs> Both. Oh, all right. Well, that's, there you go. That's going to be a whole other book. <laughs> now, when, when you now that you're you're throwing in the towel here on the updating this book, it, I oh, was at. Oh, stop what? saying that. What? I'm not throwing. Because what? that sounds just like I'm pivoting, not throwing. Pivoting. You're I'm you're pivoting. You're saying I don't want to work anymore. I just want to be on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Listen, most retirees can't pivot because of what it'll do to their ball joints and their hips. I was talking to Bax earlier about this, and I said, "I said, so what are the updates now that she's getting up there? Is it like, are, are we updating the activities for like this one? You can do sitting down now." <laughs> <laughs> and that's night number twenty-three. Yeah. You're gonna need. You're you gonna need. Know, he- I'm gonna tell you another big reason. Yeah, a hundred one nights of great sex. Mm-hmm. You know, also the 30th anniversary of it, yeah. um, you know, has been an extraordinary success. And it, it takes so much time and effort to create one of these books. Yeah. You know, it has doubled in cost. And that's a fact. I mean, it's a very unusual book because of the sealed envelopes. Right. And it takes three months to produce one book. Wow. Well, I mean, you're, you're and, talking about... And that's just the paper costs alone have got to be exorbitant because it's so much more exorbitant. paper than your average your average book. I, I'm yeah. Oh, I I heard you turn a page. Is that you? Yeah, that was me. I was ripping it open. Uh, I'm on number. <laughs> Which one are you ripping open? No, uh, heads or tails. This is for his eyes only. <clears throat> you know what? Mm-hmm. You can actually turn her on with heads or tails. It it it's it with two nickels. Two nickels now. Yeah, how, two nickels. How would you? How would you drive a woman wild with two nickels? Well, <laughs> have tell, you ever been? Tell, to, tell her that how much the engagement ring is going to cost. Yeah. That'll drive her crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, nickel draft night down at the uh, <laughs> Applebee's. <laughs> Come on, I'm getting. I'm getting you. Two, I'm getting you two of these tonight. Well, booze and sex always go go well. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's true. (laughs) Well, why don't you explain to the audience? And by the way, there's not that many of these books left. Oh, you want me to explain it? But you wrote the book. Why am I explaining to the audience (laughs) what this is? How many erogenous zones? To hear you guys explain things. I just call you to laugh. I know. You guys hey, make me laugh so hey, hard. Let, before right. we go any further, who does the? Do you have like a? Do you have a uh, an audio book of this? 
I thought about that. Yeah, uh, I, I could don't. do it. Do I... I could do it for really? you. Yeah. How many erogenous <laughs> zones do you have? I mean, other than that one. Besides the <laughs> obvious places, the human body can feel pleasure in dozens of spots. With the right attention, almost any inch of skin can be tantalized, tickled, and turned on. You see, I can do this really well. That's just that's just kicked the horny right out of me. Yeah, I don't yeah, know about yeah. anybody else. That's the last. Now sex is the last thing I want to do. All right, so you show up at the bedroom door. You, you, you're wondering why your test, text asked her to bring uh, you, her to bring you two shiny nickels. Oh, it's the mm-hmm. price of admission to my new game. You can tell her with a wink. Yeah. <laughs> Who want? <laughs> if you if you put this in that Nickelodeon over there, that old girl might take her clothes off. I like how my jokes aren't even that funny, and you're laughing hysterically. Yeah, well, yeah, she listen. Um, you know the thing. <laughs> you're my first interview, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, wow, hey, wow, hey, wow. Jesus. So, it, but so but man, I had no idea people were going to start telling me I'm throwing in style at my age. Well, you know the thing. It wasn't a good idea by me, Laura. As it was, call it a retirement reserve. As it was presented to us, it was said yes. that you were going into retirement. So you, you went, went, listen, I have gotten, I've got an app on my phone that shows that I got 3,148 days left before I can retire from this godforsaken business. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've been talking to you for almost 30 years. So it's like, you know, I, I, I feel invested in somewhat in your career. This is the 14th edition of your book that is now in my house. I have to clear out extra space for these envelopes. I need to get a room. I need. I, I. I literally need to get like a like one of them pods you get in your driveway of Laura Corn books. <laughs> well, since I'm I'm going to do a little recap here. So right. I've been coming on for thirty years. Yes. Oh yeah. Let me ask you you a few questions. Yes. You fill in the blank okay. or answer the questions because let's see because you have how many editions in your in your in your fourteen Four, fourteen seventeen mm, I lost yeah. count. How many pages have you ripped out? Actually, uh, quite a few. Yeah, I yeah. ripped out quite wow. a few too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, you you, you got to experiment. You got to, yeah, you, know, you got to keep, uh, yes. you got to keep your, your hope alive. You know, and I and uh, it's a great book. I mean, we, Thank Laura, you. Laura, we wouldn't have you on if the book was garbage. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't. We would save that for the. We would save that for the. We would save that for the music we play. Yeah. And you and you know mo- most of these years I've been ripping the pages out and just doing these on my own. I spent. I don't know. I, one night to get myself off. Yeah, I've well, always wanted to do that. Well, I spent the entire weekend getting two nickels removed from some place it shouldn't have been. <laughs> And they're like, oh, you must have been reading Laura Korn's book. That's what they said to me in the air. <laughs> well, would you say that novel... All right. Don't you think that people really want the answer to a long-term passion? Of course I mean, they do. Of course. Like a pipe dream, right? No. no it's so, a, I don't, I don't I've it's been a... on for 30 years. Yeah. So what do you think after 30 years, and you see the book 101 Nights of Great Sex, what would you say is the key to long-term passion? Uh, to continue doing it. To continue taking your yeah. ideas and to and to not just stop after one page, you know. I, I think I think no. I'm serious. 
No, think about people who, let, let's say they get this book as a gift or, you know, they, hey, I got it for you. And then the the couple does one thing out of the book, and then all of a sudden it starts collecting yeah. dust in a, in I, a corner somewhere. I think I think it's it's a little bit different. I actually think it's it's a twofold answer. One, it's it's about communication, and then secondly, it's about maintaining a certain level of playfulness in your relationship. Right. If you can do oh, those, if you can do those two things, then your relationship will will last forever. And and this is the kind of book that allows you to do both. It's true, because it's not a book you read, it's a book you do. Exactly. I mean, you have to say that it's, it's kind of brilliant. I mean, I am going to say it, it's fun, it is. <laughs> it's your because, book. You know, it, it's lasted 30 years. Yeah. And, and honestly, if you go to Amazon, I, I don't know, there's like 1,400 five-star reviews, and that's only on the last edition, this edition that you're looking yeah. at. Yeah. Do you know that Amazon, whenever you do a new edition, they make you wipe out all of the reviews? Really? Really? Yeah, and so you have to start, yeah, as an author. And I, you know, I published the book. So when you go and just read the reviews, you want to buy the book. And the one thing that men say I've, when they buy the book mm-hmm. is, I've never seen my wife this happy. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, there you go. You know, How about that? I mean, when you buy a book, you just become smarter. You learn things you've never done before. And so I think the key to long-term passion is what you said. It's novelty. It's trying new things. It's, it's, but I don't think it should always be on the guy. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. But 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 I but I think that's you know kind of the cool thing about this is it's not just all on it's it's not just all the guy's responsibility to do things differently. It's you know you you both share in that responsibility, and that's kind of the magic of the whole the whole book. You know, damn many sex experts we've talked to over the years where it's all it's all the guy's responsibility. Listen, I, yeah, I'm tired on a Friday night. I, you know, I got. I got you know I'm you know, I'm sore I'm old I got things to do you know I don't <laughs> I mean honest to honest to God I gotta you know, I gotta spend half my day counting my pills that's you know those are the kinds of yeah. things that a man my age has to do but you know when it, with something like this book you both share in the responsibility and like with any great relationship that is a, a, a primary thing to do it can't be one or the other it has to be both. It's true. And for those people who have never heard of 101 Nights Great Sex, the book contains 101 sealed envelopes. Mm. And each envelope either says for her eyes only or for his eyes only. Now I want to ask you, and then what you do is when you want to add that spice, like on a Friday night, and you, if you and I were married or dating, oh my God, I'd make no. sure that I would... <laughs> Hold on a second. I would, I would have a little velvet tongue ready for you. Velvet Tongue <laughs> is the most famous page in the book, by the way. Velvet Tongue? The Velvet Tongue. All number right. Two. I'll have now, to... that's a for her eyes only. Page. Oh, oh, I yeah, can't. It's not for you. No, well, right, it, could, right. it could be yeah. for you, Steve. Yeah. All it right. could be. Now, there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Listen, uh, you know, if you really want to revamp this and sell more copies, here, here's what you should do. You should revamp these uh, these little escapades that you have in this book. But, like, yeah. do things in favor for the women. Like, 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 like chores will get done. Like, uh, this one's called Dishpan Hands, and it involves your man washing the dishes <laughs> before he goes upstairs and rolls over and falls asleep. I still think what you should have done, Laura, I swear to God, I think, I'm sure I mentioned this before, 101 Nights of Great Sex and Four Bad Ones. Yeah. That Now, that would be a, that would be a book. 
Four, four of them when you say, well, that's never happened before. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the kind of book I would read. How many, how many, um, how many sex authors have you had on? Like, oh, like, over the years? Over the, the yeah. Mem- oh, my God. Yeah, over the years. Who's I, the most I, memorable? I would say about a dozen. The other one we talk to every year is, uh, is Dr. Sadie Allison. Actually, the the uh-huh. the one I remember, and he's he's been dead for years, was the guy, Doctor Bob, the guy that wrote the one hour orgasm. Oh my God, the one hour orgasm. Guy. Yeah, that's the guy I remember the most because <laughs> all I can think of is, listen, I don't do anything. I I, I can't imagine anything I want to do for a full hour. <laughs> at some point, at some point, you got to come up for breath. <laughs> Do you remember that I had a book? It was the best-selling book, 101 Great Quickies. I do remember that, yeah. Now, do you think that would work for older people? Because I love quickies. Yeah, no, I think I think it would work for old people. I do, too. Yeah. I've got 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but if... <laughs> I mean, I've got oh, easy 10 minutes. And the exciting part <laughs> is, will this man even last 10 minutes living? <laughs> <laughs> I've got five minutes. Yeah, this, yeah, this, this one's called the heart stopper. Yeah, yeah. Hurry, hurry, <laughs> hurry up! My stories are gone. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Laura, listen. So I, oh yes. Now we we are uh, we are running out of time, but I okay. I did I did want to say it's been a pleasure getting to know you over the years. Uh, yeah, uh, I really, I am a fan of the book, and regardless of what you do, however you pivot, best of luck to you. Uh, thank you guys but, so much. But you will come back on if we do ask you to come back on, right? Always. All right. Always. Fair enough. Any, yeah. any, any, anytime. If what? you're looking for a night of great sex, I'm your girl. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. And guys, if you do one page, 49 Pink Breakfast. It's a sealed envelope. Pink Breakfast. All right. Like a little tongue action. If you want to see her levitate off the bed. It's the most famous page in the book for his eyes only. Give her a little pink breakfast. All right. Sounds good. Laura Corn, best, right. best of luck I to you. I love you guys. Love you too. Love you too. Laura Corn with Bax and Nagel, Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen. 732 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Taxland, Boston Road in Springfield or Cottage Street in East Hampton or at taxlandonline.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A weekend of violence here in western Massachusetts has left many in our area shaken up. And Monday night, 22 News heard concerns from the local community between where two violent incidents, Sunday in Springfield, and a deadly uh, shooting at the Holyoke Mall on Saturday. People are now trying to cope. A string of violent acts struck two local cities over the weekend this past Saturday. A deadly shooting happened at a salon in the Holyoke Mall. A 33-year-old man who was an innocent bystander was killed when he caught in the crossfire during a confrontation between two men that quickly escalated into a shooting. A uh, 23-year-old Springfield man was arrested in connection with that shooting, but a place uh, that normally is a center for entertainment for families has now become a parent's worst nightmare. That's eh, a little... Uh, you really shouldn't be saying it that way. A little hyperbolic, maybe? I mean, it is uh, a parent's worst nightmare. But it, it is okay. It is a parent's worst nightmare. But you can't say that in general about the mall. No, but I mean, listen. Do, do you blame the mall 
this could have no, happened that, anyway. That's what I'm saying. Like the the way they made it sound in that story was like uh, it's now become a parent's worst. No, there's plenty of great things to do at the mall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's a typically it's a safe place. This was an isolated incident. This wasn't like this doesn't just happen all the time at the mall. No, and this is between two dudes who knew each other, and yeah. unfortunately. Uh, an innocent uh, an innocent individual wind up getting killed as a result of their stupidity. And by the way, this dude in court yesterday is like... Oh, he's a scumbag. He's a, a lowlife, smirking, blowing kisses in the... Uh, in the uh, in the courtroom, just like the most disrespectful thing ever, like, considering what he's accused of doing. Like you're some sort of celebrity. That's almost the way it felt. Watching that was like, really? It, you got I, a lot of balls doing that. I, I found myself getting furious when I saw the video of him in court yesterday. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? The uh, victim of the shooting at the mall has been identified as Trung Tran, and according to a GoFundMe page set up for him, he believes behind a wife and children. And then you got this scumbag in court doing his little antics uh, yesterday. It's, uh, yeah, it sucks to, to see that, to see people act, react that way. Yep, it is. Uh, in-person sports betting goes live at 10 a.m. today at MGM Springfield. <laughs> And while some oppose this decision, many think this can be parlayed into something greater for Massachusetts. Listen to you weave all the vernacular into your story. No, no, no. That was Heath Cobb, a writer for 22 News. The Mass Gaming Commission held a public meeting Monday afternoon about the impending legalization of sports wagering. Massachusetts will become the 33rd state to get in on the action of legal sports betting. And while not everyone is looking forward to placing a Boston Bruins money line bet... Some are looking forward to the expected millions of dollars in tax revenue the state will make. You know who I feel really bad for in this situation? <sighs> Good old-fashioned bookies that for generations were yeah. working their fingers to the bone trying to you know, make wagers and uh, you know, pay back people and you know, you know, try to get payment from people using nothing more than, like, say, like a, like a, like a, like a monkey's fist or a, a sock full of wood nails. You know, I knew a guy like that who uh, would drive around in like a Cadillac. Yeah, it was. It almost reminded me of bad, bad Leroy Brown. Ooh, the baddest man the whole damn town. But this guy was just a lazy, coke-headed drunk. Oh. And uh, what he would do is he would go and uh, have himself some fun, and. Uh, <clears throat> He would do all kinds of different drugs and things yeah, like that. Yeah. And it would carry with him a pair of brass or a set of brass knuckles and uh, and a billy club just in case in one of the deals that he made went wrong. Yeah, well, you can never be too prepared. Yeah. And then he uh, and then he showed up one day at work and uh, his whole back windshield was blown out. Right. Like, oh, what happened there? And then uh, he be- proceeds to tell us that he tried to Michigan bankroll a hooker <laughs> in Springfield. And then the pimp got mad oh. when he hands her, you know, like a, a roll full of ones with a 20 wrapped around it. Oh, yeah. To make it look like uh, you're giving a lot more than what you're getting. And then, uh, you know, she finds out and uh, she tells the pimp. And then the pimp comes and smashes the guy's back windshield yep. out. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, you know, like uh, the, the, the bookies that, that made sports gambling yeah. so exciting back in like the 70s and 80s. Yeah. 
And the, mean, point, they, and the point of that story was that he was very involved with the local bookies. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And would get roughed up every once in a while because probably, he didn't have the money. Probably bro- broke more bones in his body than Evil Knievel did twice. And when, you sh- when he shows up at work with a cast. Yeah. You know he didn't. Uh, he lost on the Patriots that day. <laughs> the Giants lost. I broke my arm. Uh, but we, but you know, I gotta believe is like all these uh, all these former bookies being put out of business. You know, standing on street corners with little cardboard signs. Mm-hmm. You know, you know we'll 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 make wagers for food. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Willie Williams of Springfield said, "Well, I'd rather have it go. Uh, I'd rather have it than go give our uh, money to Connecticut or anywhere else. You know, if we're gonna do this, let's keep the money right here in the Bay State." But I don't gamble, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. Well, the thing is, uh, <laughs> I mean, the Supreme Court said there's no reason not to allow it. Yeah. In states that allow casino gambling. And you can't argue in front of the Supreme Court. No. Well, I mean, you can't, well, but can. you're, you're unlikely to. Uh, Police in Holyoke responded to an accident uh, yesterday on Main and South Streets that involved a school bus and a scooter. Guess who won? Won the scooter. No. No students were on board of the bus at the time of the accident. Police said the scooter operator only suffered minor injuries. The cause of the accident has not been uh, released yet. The scooter accident. Yeah, my scooter. uh, Is the guy okay on the scooter? Uh, Minor injuries. Minor. Thank thank goodness, because... I don't know if you're aware of this. In physics, things with uh, that are larger in mass tend to have uh, greater inertia. Uh, and when it hits something that's smaller and lighter, the thing that's larger and heavier with the inertia mm-hmm. is usually the thing that crushes the small little thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned that in high school. Oh, look at you. Yeah, uh, physics. Britain bringing all that physics uh, knowledge to the table here. Yes, now, if you ask me to uh, forty rec- years later, right? If you ask me to recite anything else from high school physics, mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I wasn't paying much attention. But on that day, I did. We had a hot physics teacher. Nobody could focus on physics. I had a very, very pretty biology teacher. Yeah, very pretty by high school standards. <clears throat> high school standards. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you know, I mean, she was she was pretty for the time. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know what she looks like today. I don't know what she looked like uh, ten years after I graduated high school. But at the time, she was the prettiest lady that was teaching science that year. Well, look at you. Yeah. Uh, Springfield police seized four guns, including three, including three ghost guns. It's a ghost. This past Saturday night, two. Ghost guns and another firearm equipped with a Glock switch uh, or sear selector switch that allows the firearm to function as a machine gun or fully fully automatic firearm. I know nothing about that. And they would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those meddling kids and their dog. I know nothing about that uh, to the point where I would assume whoever wrote this from Channel 40 probably doesn't know what it's about either, but it sounds like they do. The ghost gun? Yeah. Ghost gun. Well, a ghost gun is when you have like uh, you know, unregistered parts mm-hmm. uh, piecing the, the ghost together. It's virtually untraceable. Don't have any of the uh, the normal uh, you know things that you would have on it. Like uh, it's like a model, like a model train, but yeah, for guns. Right. 
yeah, that's right. Two ghost guns and another firearm equipped with a Glock switch or a Sears selector switch that allows the firearm to function as a machine gun or a fully automatic firearm. Detectives also seized more than $650 in cash, marijuana, and a knife, all to be won here on The Price is Right. 21-year-old Javon James of Springfield and 20-year-old Damian Marshall Alexander of Waterville, Maine. Come on down. So great to be here, Drew. All right, time to spin the wheel for the Showcase Showdown. What what are we playing for, Drew? We're playing... uh, I don't remember. I haven't watched the It's a brand new car. Actually, it's a... It's either a jail cell or a lawyer. This car will take you to the courthouse. Yeah. Then to prison yeah. upon your conviction. There you go. Oh, Longmeadow police are investigating a robbery at the Berkshire Bank on Longmeadow Street Monday morning. Longmeadow Police Chief Robert Stocks. Oh, uh, unsolved mysteries guy. No, 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 Steve. You're thinking of Robert Stack. Officers were called to the bank around 11 a.m. for a report of a robbery. <laughs> Longmeadow police secured the area as Massachusetts State Police began investigating the incident. Who is that? Robert Stack. Oh, yeah, I can see it now. A bank personnel told police the suspect entered the bank around 11 a.m. and handed them a note demanding money. By 11.02 a.m., the suspect had left the bank, possibly into an awaiting silver or light blue Honda CRV. Would the suspect get away? Find out tonight on Unsolved Mysteries. The suspect is described as a white man, approximately 5'5 five, five or 5'6 five, in height, heavy set, wearing a black mask and black clothing. The driver of the vehicle that possibly picked up the robbery suspect is unknown at this time. No one was injured in the robbery, and there's no threat to the community. Or is there? If anyone has any information on the bank robbery, you're asked to call the Longmeadow Police at 413 567 3311. Very good. Thank you. Very, very, very good. You like that? Yeah, I actually do. Yeah. I actually do. It's really hot in here. Or maybe I'm just uh, you know um, too much. This is hard to imagine, but yeah. like uh, that's the thermostat on the wall mm-hmm. here in the studio is like one more thing in this building that doesn't work. What are you talking about? It works. We just got to move it. Well, remember yesterday yeah. it was like 97 degrees, and then suddenly it was 43 degrees in this in this room. Yeah, I, there's no happy medium. No, there's nothing in between. None. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, clearing the, by this afternoon with a high of 36 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 34, looking at 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aye. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, clearing uh, this morning and into this afternoon with a high of 36 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 34. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. You miss uh, any Bax and Nagel show, check out the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. Also check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. Really cool interview with Victor DiLorenzo, the drummer for the Violent Femmes. That's uh, available now on rock102.com. So we, do you ready? I'm ready. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. We're done with that code word thing? Yeah, that's done. Wow. That's all done. I thought that was was like uh, all month long. Nope, two weeks. Yeah. We'll we'll do it again. I'm sure we'll do it again. Well, I guess I didn't listen. Uh, 
<laughs> which is why it's uh, it's always important for me uh, to be run a, a bit called Now Hear This. Yeah, because you should be hearing about what's going on That's uh, right. when it's time to hear this. Uh, let's see. Uh, Laverne and Shirley star Cindy Williams died last week after a brief illness. She was 75. She played Shirley Feeney. Here's Cindy talking about how quickly... The show began after Gary Marshall, the creator of Happy Days, asked her and his sister Penny Marshall to guest star on the show as Fast Girls, Laverne and Shirley. She said, I've got this episode of Happy Days, and I need two girls, and they're going to be the dates of uh, Fonzie gets Ronnie a date. So, Cheryl, why do you think of this kid? You've been with worse. Oh, he's nice, and a tie, too. And then three weeks later, they called and said, ABC loves this show, and we said, what show? And they said, they love you and Penny, and they want to do a spinoff. And we didn't know what a spinoff was. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Hassenbeff Incorporated. Oh, rest in peace, Cindy Williams. I love that show. Who didn't love that show? Back then, that was a big show. Yeah, um... I, w- I always enjoyed that. Uh, I watched all the reruns, obviously. You like the- uh, you like the big ragu, the big ragu. Yeah, right. Uh, I like the big ragu. I like the Lenny and Squiggy and uh, the whole the whole gang. Sure, mine. What I was the big well, ragu, right? Right, but, right. But I like when she said mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well. Anyway, a uh, woman posted a uh, video of herself doing an outfit check, and then her dog walks up to her behind her and seems to ask, "Where are you going?" Whoa! <laughs> that is creepy. Blake, can you play it again? I, uh, yeah, you ready? Yeah. Oh! Wow! That's creepy. That is creepy. I don't want my dog talking to me. My dog sees me do things that uh, because he doesn't have a voice. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want you uh, telling everybody what I'm doing here by myself. <laughs> It happens. What are you gonna do? You should see what he does when everybody leaves. Hey, I drink out of that thing. Yeah, what are you doing with that? <laughs> oh, you know what? I found this great Reddit category over the weekend. Yeah. And I can't really say the whole name of it, but it's it's don't put your D in that. <laughs> and it's, it's like it's like pictures of knots on trees and like oh, yeah. you know all things that look like uh, maybe that might be a good idea to yeah. put that in there. It's but never but, a good idea. But don't. <laughs> it was very funny. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, the Super Bowl yes. is on its way. Bush Light released a Super Bowl ad two weeks early. It features Sarah McLachlan mistakenly thinking she's in one of her ASPCA ads for homeless pets. You ready? Okay. She's in a tent. She's in a tent with what she believes is a big, beautiful dog. Three things are required in the great outdoors. Food, drink, and shelter. Hello, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. For just dollars a day, you can help helpless animals find shelter. Bush. Wrong shelter, Sarah. Also, that's a wolf. Head for the mountains. Wow. That's it's funny, but it's, it's, I can't believe that she did that because she seems like the kind of person that doesn't really have a sense of humor about rescuing animals. You I also I mean? don't think she's the kind of person that drinks cans of bush. No, either. no, 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 no. Now the Lilith Fair, you could yeah, probably well, get maybe. lots of cans of bush there. 
At the Lilith Fair. So much bush. There's so Everywhere much, you go. There's so much bush available here at the Lilith Fair. <laughs> who hey, can hey, handle- hey. Pick up that bush off the ground and put it in the, in the bin. Yeah, who can handle all that much, uh, that much bush? <laughs> That's a lot. You know what? We'll end it there. You're, uh, it's 7.56. That is Now Hear This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, clearing a little later today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 34. Looking at 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Are you ready for a survey? Yes, I am. Survey said. Uh, according to an annual survey by the National Retail Federation, the average American expects to spend on Valentine's Day $192.80. Get out of here. That's right. That's about a dozen roses and a dozen eggs. <laughs> That's how much. Come on. Well, with be the real- cost of everything. Be going. realistic. That's a dozen eggs and three roses. Uh, that's up from an average $175 last year, but down from $196 in 2020. Right as the Who was announcing the COVID-19. <laughs> the band? Yeah, yeah. You know, um... Not for nothing, because I know that uh, you know flowers are very, very popular around Valentine's Day. Yeah, but they got you coming and going on Valentine's Day with the flowers. That's one thing I will not do on Valentine's Day. Is what buy flowers? Well, the thing is, if you bought if you bought like a like a bunch of like a dozen roses before at any other time of the year, before or after Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. it's a it's a reasonable cost. Right. But if you're doing it like the week of Valentine's Day or on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. it's like double the price or more. Well, that's why you got to go to a grocery store and get your flowers. You never go to a florist on Valentine's Day. You're just throwing your money down the toilet. Well, I, I understand that, but it's like, uh, I mean, it's it's almost in a way kind of a kind of a rip. And I like, I, you know, I like buying flowers for my wife. I think that's kind of fun. Well, but it's, it's a like, rip. You can buy a dozen roses at Stop and Shop for about thirty bucks. You go to a florist, you're spending over one hundred and fifty dollars on Valentine's Day. Yes, yeah. It's, but it's, I'm just saying that the uh, the markup on Valentine's Day is outrageous. Uh, most people are planning to spend the same uh, on significant others and family members as last year, roughly one hundred and thirty dollars, uh, or two thirds of the one hundred and ninety three dollars. The increase this year is the non-Valentine category. Gifts for pets, friends, co-workers, classmates, and teachers. Nope. Not doing that either. No, no, no. And your kids are kind of beyond the age now where they're having Valentine's parties at school anyway, aren't they? Well, their friend groups are smaller. So then, you know, they have like a group of friends that they uh, talk among, and they might exchange some gifts or something like that, but... It's not the whole class. I'm not buying uh, Valentine's yeah. for the whole class. Right. And you shouldn't because, uh, and, and for one, there's always going to be one kid that's excluded and they're going to feel bad and all yeah. that other happy horse crap. But the other thing is, you got like 20 kids in the in your kid's class. Why should you be spending that much money well, on kids that no one cares about? You can go to Dollar Tree and get, you know, a whole stack of those things for a buck, twenty a dollar twenty five now. But a dollar twenty-five, mm-hmm. uh, you don't need to spend a lot of money to to put out Valentine's. We're no. talking about gifts, like actual flowers, no. jewelry, candy, whatever. 
People ages 35 to 44 plan to spend the most. $336. Oof, ah, with a $336. They're followed by people ages 25 to 34 who plan to spend $238. Since those are well above the average, those ages 45 and older plan to spend a lot less. Good Lord. So what are people buying? 57% will pick up candy. 40% will purchase greeting cards. Others will shell out more for expensive stuff like flowers, an evening out, uh-huh. an experience, jewelry, gift uh-huh. cards, and clothing. Uh-huh. Of course, not everyone celebrates Valentine's Day. Among the people who don't, 28% will still mark the day in some way with non-Valentine's Day gifts. Right. Like a bottle of whiskey. Mm. See, I don't uh, I don't think this is a problem for, for us, yeah. per se, but... Valentine's Day is two days before our anniversary. Yeah. Now, we didn't pick that day because it was close to Valentine's Day. We picked that day because they're going to give us a discount in the room. And uh, and that's and yeah, that's primarily what it was. It's always cheaper to get married in the dead of winter. Which is exactly what we want. Right, right. Exactly what we right want. Right in the dead of winter. Yes. Nothing says I love you more than a Cold, cold February day. So true. <laughs> so, so true. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, so I'm not, you know, it, we're not going to go all out on Valentine's Day. If your anniversary is two days later, let's let's make a couple days out of it and, 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 and not go crazy. I do other romantic gestures uh, all the other days of the year. Why does this need to be the one day where you need to spend money to show somebody you care about them? Yeah, right? You know, the other thing, and not to be, uh, mm-hmm. not to be misogynistic in any possible way, because I love, it, I love everybody, mm-hmm. but Steve, mm-hmm. this really is uh, a holiday meant for the women. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you didn't most get, of these are meant for the I know, women. Yeah. I know. If kind of like uh, like you know like Mother's Day is a much bigger day than Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. If Father's Day is a cast off that no one really cares about, but in a situation like this, how hurt would you be if you if you got like a like a cheap knockoff Valentine's Day gift that you spent no money or thought into? Would it bother you? No. Not in the all. least, not at all. Would you pout and stomp your feet? No. Would you? Would you start crying because you, you no. didn't get what you wanted? I have reached a point in my life where I am old enough that I don't need to rely on anybody getting me anything. If I want something, I save the money and then I you buy go get it. it. Like that's how life works. Like, I, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. I don't expect. Uh, well, I don't have any parents. I'm an orphan now. Um, but I don't have any parents, but if I did, you yeah. know, my mother would try to send me, you know, something for, for my birthdays when she was with it, you know, she'd still try to send you, Oh, let me, uh, let me, uh, send you a pair of shoes or, you know, something like a jacket or something yeah. like that. And I was like, mom, you don't need to buy me anything. I have everything I need. Yeah. I'm kind of at that point in my life too. It's like, you know, like, yeah. what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for your birthday? Nothing. Yeah. I, I really, I there's there's nothing I I want. It's like I, it's like like from like like it's like from my kids. The only thing I want is their time. Right. You know that's that, that's the best gift you can give me. Uh, here's what I'm doing for uh, Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, I'm gonna get my girl a uh, box of Duncan Hines. 
a canister of Duncan Hines frosting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a dozen eggs. Yeah. Uh, some oil. Yeah. And uh, a measuring cup. And uh, I'm going to have her make me a nice cake for Valentine's Day. I'll even get the heart-shaped pan. Wait a minute. You got cake, a dozen eggs, oil, and milk. Well, all the stuff to make the cake so she can make the cake and and give it to me. That's like a $500 present. No, 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 no. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is the the save save money uh, method of Valentine's Day. There you go. You give something that you can both enjoy later on. And you know what? If you really cared, you would make the cake together. I mean, she's gluten-free, but uh, yeah, we can eat that cake. (laughs) (laughs) I made a gluten-free cake for you. Oh, I don't don't eat non-gluten. Oh, yeah, I was going to buy her some jewelry, but she has an allergy to uh, precious metals. That's the problem. You know, she breaks out on her hand. I can't can't buy anything like that. (laughs) What are you, crazy? You wouldn't want to do that anyway. No, but uh, one hundred ninety-two dollars is a ridiculous yeah, amount of money I, to spend on a holiday. Listen, we you know we've already. You know, it's kind of like what you said. It's like if you want something bad enough, you just yeah, go ahead and get it. You well, you know, we've we've actually done that. You know, we get some pieces of furniture that are on the way, and you know, we're you know we're we're doing some other things that 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 cost a little bit of a little bit of cash. You know, not a lot, but you know, enough. And it's all going right, to come purchases around. Purchases for your home. Yeah, and it's all going to you know arrive around valentine's day and anniversary it's like well how much more money did you do you really need to spend you know what i bought myself for valentine's day what insulation <laughs> you make out master you. I, know, I had one of these uh home energy people come over last week yeah and uh i'm getting insulation put in nice yeah uh, are they blowing in cellulose? Oh, there's going to be a lot of blowing on Valentine's Day. They're going to blow right into every crack and crevice in oh, my house. Oh, man. You are going to be sealed up so oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, going to be nice and tight. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, Real toasty over yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't burn your fingers. Yeah. It's going to be so hot. You know, I had a uh, <clears throat> back, I think it was about four or five years ago, I had an endoscopy done on Valentine's Day. <laughs> and I said... <laughs> I said I was. I, I this wasn't what I had in mind for the deep throat on Valentine's <laughs> Day. If you know what I'm talking about. But it's what you received. Oh yeah, it is. It's uh, eight twenty with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. This week it's a Thunderbird Thursday with Bax and Nagel. Eight twenty nine with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is time for news, and here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The suspect in a deadly shooting at the Holyoke Mall Saturday night has been identified as a 23-year-old Springfield resident. Kenneth Santana Rodriguez pled not guilty to charges of murder and assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. He's being held without bail. Santana Rodriguez is accused of shooting an innocent bystander during a fight around 7 p.m. at the mall on Saturday, according to the Hamden DA's office. It happened at the Touch of Beauty Hair and Nail Salon within the mall. The victim is believed to have been helping Santana Rodriguez when another person walked into the salon. A confrontation between Santana Rodriguez and that person began in the DA's office as it quickly escalated into a shooting. The victim was caught in the crossfire and died before he could be taken to the hospital. The victim has been identified as 33-year-old Trung Tran of uh, West Springfield. Santana Rodriguez uh, is scheduled for court February 27th in Holyoke District Court. There's uh, apparently already a GoFundMe account launched uh, for Trunk Trans uh, funeral expenses. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can uh, find that on uh, on GoFundMe. But, you know, I mean, 33 years old, just doing their job, 
and all of a sudden they are in the middle of the crosshairs of two idiots with guns in a shopping mall and it's 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 a horrible situation but that gofundme account is up there so if you want to help you can do it a uh, woman and a juvenile girl were injured in a shooting on Suffolk Street early Sunday morning. According to Ryan Walsh, around 1.20 a.m., officers were called to multiple reports of a shot spotter activation on Marlboro Street and Suffolk Streets. Police found evidence of shots fired on the 100 block of Suffolk Street. Shortly after, two women gunshot victims arrived separately at Bay State Medical Center. The juvenile victim was suffering from serious injuries, and the adult woman was injured but is expected to be okay. The Springfield Police Department is investigating the incident. A lot of violence going on around here. Way too much. A lot of violence. In-person sports betting begins this morning, right here in Massachusetts. Yay! If you're 21 years of age or older, you'll be able to walk into the sports book at the state's casinos and lay your dollar on the line for a variety of sports and competitions. Now, let me uh, let me just see here real quick. Um, okay, so the, the Celtics aren't playing till tomorrow. Right. And uh, the Bruins are playing uh, tomorrow as well. So there's nothing you can do until tomorrow uh, for the local teams. But if you want to go ahead and start uh, you know, gambling now, a lot of other games uh, on the on the uh, on the docket tonight in the NBA. On the docket, you can bet all kinds of ways. Oh yeah, but you got to do this in person. The app thing isn't going to be ready until like uh, the end of February or or right before the Super Bowl, I think. Yeah, there's, there's five NBA games that you can bet on tonight. Five? five? Yeah, five. That's a lot. Yeah, and yeah, you, man, you, you you're doing it right. Think of the untold dozens of dollars that you could lose. On uh, Monday, the Mass Gaming Commission approved certificates for operation for MGM Springfield, Encore Boston Harbor, and Plain Ridge Park Casino to begin accepting bets. Massachusetts will become the 33rd state to get into the action of legal sports betting. Let me throw this out at you because I don't even know if you uh, know how this is going to work. When uh, you're able to do it online and on your phone, uh, does the money you win go to like a like a like a Venmo account or a bank account or you know what's it's, the? It's held by them. You're basically giving the money for them to hold on to while you make your bets. I see. So, and so do you I transfer have to... money into the app and then you? It's it is kind of like a Venmo thing, but it's only specifically for this gambling. Ah, thing. so if I needed to cash out, I could just go to the casino and they will uh, cut me a check. You'll be able to cash out right on your phone. Shut up. Yeah. No kidding. Well, really? I guess it depends on how much you win. I think there's probably rules about that. All right, let's let's just say, hypothetically, mm-hmm. uh, I pick the uh, the Lakers to beat the Knicks tonight. Yeah. Okay? And I go with a point spread, and I put like 100 hours down. Yeah. God, I don't know how much I would win if I did something that crazy. But let's say the Lakers win, which is, you know, against yeah. the Knicks, not that hard to do. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, boom. I got a big fat stack of cash let's sitting there right d- on my phone. Let's say you doubled your money. Yeah, let's okay. Hypothetically, right. I doubled my money. How do I get my money out of my phone? Well, you now have winnings within that app. So yeah. then the app gets added to your jackpot, to your yeah. pot, and then you can withdraw that money just much like a Venmo thing, like I just okay. said. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's all I want to know. Yeah, you put it back in your bank account. Because it would be great to have a big fat stack of cash in my phone. Yeah. It would be better if that big fat stack of cash were actually in my hand outside of my phone. 
Uh, yeah, I could I could see how that would be more of an advantage. Ultimately, yeah. I would like a big fat stack of cash around me in some fashion. You're asking for a whole lot of uh, stacks of cash that uh, we don't have, or you're not able. No, to I, I'm right, but I'm just I, I'm just trying to understand how this whole thing is is working out. That's that's all. You're gonna get your money. All right, good. Nobody's. Uh, you don't have to track some bookie down to get your uh, get your payout. Yeah, listen, I don't I don't want to have I don't want to give anybody a tune up because I haven't gotten paid. I mean, you're making it sound like uh, Beth Ward is going to be beating you with a set of brass knuckles if you don't uh, pay your uh, your debts down at MGM. Listen, I like Beth. She don't I, scare me. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, a pair of brass knuckles in that woman's hand, you don't know what she's capable of doing. She's she's like one of the nicest she, ladies ever. She's, she used to beat up Dave Madsen between commercial breaks. She never took a swing at Dave Madsen. <laughs> oh, really? Now, Ray Herschel, it's a different story. Oh, maybe Dave was just too afraid to say anything about it. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, Ray Herschel definitely got beaten. He was like the station punching bag. Everybody would take a shot at him. It's too bad. Ray deserved more than that. Yeah. Even when that uh, even when that new guy showed up, he's like, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> you haven't worked here long enough to do that to me. <laughs> Uh, many people are starting to get their home heating bills for January and are concerned about how much their costs have gone up. Western Mass News is getting answers on the increase and what customers can do to ease the pain on their wallets. Western Mass residents shared their sticker shock on social media. Several users said that their monthly energy expenses have gone up to almost $1,000. Southwick uh, resident Joe Liberti uh, told Western Mass News that last year his monthly bill was in the $400 range, but this winter... It has gone up over eight hundred dollars. That's outrageous. Yeah, he says, uh, kind of put me on an alarm. I mean, uh, I'm a small business owner. I never raise my prices when there are any pandemics or anything like that. So for them to do something like this to go up to that extent, it kind of hurts me. With the mild winter temperatures we've experienced here this season, Liberty feels that it's only going to get more expensive as the weather continues to get colder. Uh, I'm heating my house with a pellet stove, which is pretty much what I use if I don't have to. I don't have to use, you know, like normal oil. Uh, we all have the cost of oil and electricity and everything. I'm sure my bill would be well over $1,000. I guess got, I told you, I was sharing with you, uh, I got one of those energy assessment things. Yeah. Now, I had had one of these things. Uh, let me just see. Uh, install. I had had one of these things in March of 2020. Okay. And my friends had recommended uh, me to get this energy assessment done by this uh, place called American uh, American Installations out of Hadley or South Hadley. And then, like, I was supposed to get, like, free insulation or something at the, at the time. Yeah. Right? They had this uh, thing going. Well, then the guy tells me on the phone, hey, look, we can't do that because we can't go in anybody's house right now. But we will uh, do that for you later. So then the guy has me, like, going around the house telling him about, like, what I have. Mm -hmm. And then he, uh, I get a, this box, like, two months later with, like, two shower heads in it, a bunch of light bulbs and some uh, uh, power strips, yeah. things like that. Never heard back from them about the... Uh, insulation. No kidding. Never. Really? And I'm kind of wondering, like, 
you know, and I tried to get a hold of these folks several times. I even told somebody who worked at the place, hey, by the way, they never called me back. And that was like well over a year. Oh, I'll get on that. Well, I never I never heard back from them. The hell's that? So I don't know. I don't know uh, what happened to them. Now I get this other company who's a different company doing this. It's going to cost some money, but it's not going to. It's it's it should have been free a couple of years ago. Yeah, we, uh, years ago when we bought our house in East Lawmeadow, we had one of those energy assessments done. Yeah, and I'm glad we did because what we found out was is that there was a whole side of the house that had no insulation yeah. in it. It was prob- whatsoever. Probably an old house. They probably and they never used to put insulation in between the walls in it, the old old houses. There were parts of the yeah. house that were insulated, but we're, there was like one exposed wall yeah. that was not. And we couldn't figure out, hey, how come we're like losing heat and spending a fortune to heat, to heat this place? Why is it so drafty in here? It it was yeah. incredibly drafty. Yeah. And so we had insulation put, you know, blown in, but it's like you know, had we not had that assessment? Yeah. We probably wouldn't have thought of the idea but, that someone would have not put uh, insulation in the walls. You know, I'm I'm kind of wondering if that company got the credit from the state because they sent me the light bulbs yep. and, you know, it was supposed to be 100% off all of the ins- insulation at that time. Yeah. Now it's 75 to 90 or something like that. But you st- it's going to cost you about a little less than two grand to get the whole thing done, which is a pretty good deal. I'm talking about like an eight dollars $9,000 job. Plus, what you would—I mean, it's a—you could say, well, that's a lot of money to put out. Okay, but what you would save as a result of that yeah, kind of makes you, it yeah, worth. You got to think long term down the road. You totally. got to think about uh, say, yes, it could be costly up front, but uh, the, the amount of money you're saving. But I'm kind of wondering what happened. Oh yeah, I'm getting uh, all kinds of reviews about that company, <laughs> uh, and they're not as uh, not for nothing. Uh, this guy had to stand there and watch them to make sure they did the uh, job right. Uh, yeah, see, that's not the kind of company I want coming over my house. Anyway, no, you want uh, you want a company that's on the up and up. Yeah, and is going to do what they promise to do. It's hard to do that. It is sometimes very surprising how few there are. Longmeadow police are investigating a robbery at the Berkshire Bank on Longmeadow Street Monday morning. Longmeadow Police Chief Robert Stacks. Uh. Uh, stocks? No, no, no. This is the Unsolved Mysteries guy. Oh, oh Ro- you're thinking of Robert Stack. Uh, he said, uh, Officers were called to a bank around 11 a.m. in Longmeadow for a report of a robbery. Longmeadow Police Security Area as Massachusetts State Police began investigating the incident. A bank personnel told police the suspect entered the bank around 11 a.m., handed them a note demanding money, and by 11.02 a.m., the suspect had left the bank, possibly into an awaiting silver or light blue Honda CRV. Where was that CRV going? Where was what was the suspect's name? Will we find out on Unsolved Mysteries? It's actually a very good Robert Stack impersonation. Thank you very much. It's not too bad. This is going to go on our OnlyFans page. Yes. I found a Snapchat filter with a, uh, like a little hat yeah. and a scarf that would make it look like maybe it would be Robert Stack because he wore the trench coat. Right, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I could do that. Okay. Yeah. Are we getting this OnlyFans thing off the ground this week well, or like end it. of February? I don't now. know. We have to pay for it. What? Well, you got to spend money to make money. It's one of those things. It's, uh, it's oh, like I $60 didn't. a month. $60 a month? 
Yes, but they tell you, look at the return you're going to get. It's going to pay for itself in no time. Yeah, maybe, maybe you have people, you know, subscribing to our OnlyFans, but maybe you don't. I'm going to do like that chick at uh, the Longmeadow uh, school last week. I'm going gonna... to take a, a topless picture of myself in the bathroom here yeah. and say, just a little fun at work, naughty at work. You gonna you gonna take uh, the, mm, you gonna take some pictures that makes yeah. it look like you got a chia pet on uh, on your lap? Oh yeah, oh yeah, nice. A chia pet. It did look like a chia pet. It almost looked like it was kind of photoshopped in there. It, it? it was it was like so overgrown. Like yeah. you have to wonder, is that real? Because because that doesn't happen in nature. It looked like Tom Bavacqua's toupee. <laughs> the one he got rid of for being too bushy. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. Oh, oh there you go. Uh, the suspect is described as a white man, <laughs> approximately 5'5 five, five or 5'6 five, in height, heavy set, wearing a black mask and black clothing. If you have seen this man, you're asked to call the Longmeadow Police at 413-567-3311. We'll see you next week on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> Longmeadow Banks. <laughs> Maxburger. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the stuff coming across the screen. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be, uh, well, eventually going to be sunny with a high of 35. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 33. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Car batteries are to Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 and Eddie Money on Rock 102. Uh, cloudy this morning and clearing uh, this afternoon with a high of 35. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 33. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Join Junior Achievement at Western Mass for a great evening, a bowl-a-thon with, uh, for, with uh, fun, with friends and family, co-workers, what have you, at Shaker Bowl in East Lomito on February 17th. Teams of four to five people will bowl and eat pizza to help support Junior Achievement of Western Mass programs and events. I could do that. I could yeah. bowl. I could eat pizza. I could do both. Probably get grease all over the balls, but that's okay. I could probably uh, could probably handle it. Uh, enter uh, your name and your team at rock102.com for your chance to win a Bolathon strike package that includes T-shirts, three strings of bowling with shoes for a team of four to five bowlers, a large pizza, and a pitcher of soda. Help support Junior Achievement at Western Mass with Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I like that idea. Yeah. I want to go bowling. You want to rush? Bowling. Bowling. You know... It's funny. It's like, you know, sometimes bowling is like one of like the last things I think of doing. Yeah. But I've never had a bad time bowling. I've never had a bad time bowling either. I love bowling. I, uh, it depends. If I take my kids, we can only do one game. Look at what they get bored well, with. They're, they're getting older now, so maybe it's changed. But I remember when uh, they were younger, I yeah. would take them and, uh, you know, uh, because they had to use the bumpers. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. You know that place down in, um, where the hell is it? Uh, by the airport there. Uh, the big bowling place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spare time? Is it spare time? No, it's not uh, spare time. It's something else. Y- no, I think that is it. Yeah. Well, it's 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 the big bowling place down by the airport, and uh, they have the things where the, the rails just come up when the, like, you put your names in and the ages of the people that are, that are thinking, and you can choose whether or not you want the bumpers. So when it's that bowler's turn, the rails just come up, and you don't have to worry about just specifically using a lane just for, right. uh, for the bumpers. So... 
Yeah, I uh, you know when I first bowl, I bowled with the the little balls. Bradley bowl, it's called. Bradley bowl. Yeah, yeah ever, ever uh, go uh, duck pins? Duck pins. Yeah, the little balls. Uh, yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I used to love that. You go whip the balls down so damn fast. Yeah, no holes in the ball. Almost no. like a shot put. Basically, shot putting it's a like ball. Ski ball. But you're hitting pins. You're hitting pins, and Candle, it's not on a. It's pin. not on. Yeah, it's not on a. Uh, you know, it's not on an incline, like skee ball would be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like bowling. I don't know what my knees can handle bowling right now, but never had a bad time. No, I love bowling. I know. I know. I love they it. They used to call you uh, Twinkle Toes Flintstone. They did. Yeah. They did because when I would uh, when I would bowl, uh, what you would hear would be like a little tinkle. Ding 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 ding. And then now, and then I you know. Slam the ball right yeah. down there, yeah. and uh, I could knock down as many as oh, geez, four or five pins at a time. I uh, I was a uh, I was on a bowling league when I was like uh, probably like fourth through sixth grade. Really, that was fun. Yeah, I learned all about bowling. Did you have your own ball? Uh, I did. I did have my own ball. Shoes? Uh, no shoes. I would rent. You got a ball bag? I had a ball bag. Yeah. And uh, I never knew how. I don't. I still don't even know today how to properly score bowling. I just go by what the computer says. Yeah, see, that's the best part about it now. And like my, to take like today's bowling alleys. Yeah, they don't leave it up to your math. And my uh, my friend's mom used to be the bowling scorer. So when we'd have these Saturday morning bowlathons, yeah, uh, she would. And I was like, I don't even know how you're figuring that out. It's you know, I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, you, you could get the kind of yeah, lost right on a scorecard, which um, is why I like the computer-driven scoring much, much better. I would like to go to this uh, this bowling thing. Yeah, why don't you? Uh, I don't on February seventeenth. Yeah, why not? It's only a couple weeks away from today. You want to do it? You want to get a team going? Can we get like three other people, two or three other people to join us? We probably could. All right, you know, I'm on, I'm on against it. We can get a whole team going. Yeah, we but we better get some people to know how to play. We should get uh, we should get people here. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 The sales team they they don't really do much all day. They they have time to go. I bowling. wouldn't be surprised if they're not going out bowling every day anyway. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised they're not doing that as part of their. Uh, what are they morale boosting? Uh, yeah. Right. Things? Yeah. Oh, let's go bowling today. Oh, that was the old guy that used to do that. <laughs> hey guys, let's have bowling day. You know what? Bowling only became stupid when that guy suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, think about it. You and I enjoy bowling very much. I enjoy bowling. Yeah. I like going bowling. Yeah. I wouldn't do it all the time. But if somebody invited me out to, hey, you want to go bowling this week? I'd go bowling. Yeah. But when that guy suggested it, all of a sudden it was the stupidest idea. Like, Who's bowling? Who's going to bowl? Who does want to bowl? Bowling? Bowling's dumb. Well, he also made the same suggestion for laser tag. Remember the laser tags? That let's, was a different guy. Yeah, let's do let's, yeah. Let's, let's, oh, let's do laser let's tag. Do a laser well, tag. laser tag would be great fun, great team building We're exercise. Like, Dude, this isn't 1987 anymore. Yeah. I mean, wait, listen, if I can paintball your groin, I'll do it, but I'm not doing laser tag where there's no yeah. chance of you getting hurt. Where is the closest laser tag? around here i don't even know now we're gonna get people uh telling us where that is yeah hey, don't 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 hurt yourselves with that information we don't need to know that badly well but there you go but tell us where to go to bowl it's easy as going right down the street right, right down, down a shaker street, bowl that's right down it to shake a bowl say just about 856 at bax and nagel on rock 102 
How cold is it out there? When will it switch to freezing rain? Rock 102 is always live and local with up-to-the-minute storm information and reports. Powered by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Munson Savings Bank is here to help make your dream home possible. Does your dream home have a big backyard, a grand kitchen, or a new office space? Munson Savings Bank can help you purchase a new home or upgrade your existing home with our mortgage loan solutions. With great rates and a limited time $350 off closing costs, the time to apply is now. Contact one of Munson Savings Bank's mortgage lenders today or apply online at munsonsavings.bank. Munson Savings Bank, your bank forever. Member FDIC equal housing lender it's 856 with Bax and nagel and rock 102 uh, uh, we usually don't come back after a couple of commercials we usually wait until about 9 10 to come back mm. on the air but uh you uh you're like uncle harry and uh, it's a wonderful life with all the strings on your fingers forgetting to do the tasks that you put the string on the finger for you know what steve i totally own this one this one's my fault it's it's on me that i forgot to give away tickets to uh, Menopause, the musical, coming mm. to uh, Symphony Hall February 12th. Uh, we happen to have a pair of tickets that can be yours. Tenth caller right now at 293-1021, Menopause, the musical. You know, uh, working with you and you messing up time and not doing contest is worse than having menopause. So this will actually be a relief for you if you won these tickets. All right. Well, then good luck to all there of you. you. Go. Right. It's 857 Rock 102. Child tax credits, complex new tax laws, all things you need to consider when you're doing your taxes this year, unless you have tax land on your side. They take care of all of it. This year, more than ever, you shouldn't go at it alone. Take all of the stress.